it's going to be tough. You got to strap in. We got to be tough over the next year. Yeah, I mean, there was a big article that came out about OnlyFans models are seeing 25, 30, almost 50% of their hard times. Hard times. What are they? They're going to have to step their game up, right? That's what they're they going to have to either find, go back to their old jobs of nursing or they're going to have to get filthier. Like, you got to yeah. go. When the going gets tough, the tough gets this going. Is, this is what you've been saving the ass for. Yeah, this, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You know how bad you know how bad the economy has to be when it starts affecting Sex the amount workers. of times a dude jerks off during a day. <laughs> That's unbelievable. to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Okay, go, go, just go. Welcome to Cash Daddies, where banking fatties. Hope you guys had a, a great week of making money. Uh, I know that Howie, once again, crush fest on the on the Patreon. And listen, if you listen to the show and you're not investing in the Patreon, uh, you know, what can we do, dude? You got to make, you got to invest the way you want to invest. But just know people are banking fatties. Joining us on the ones and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Wooder, Johnny. Patreon.com slash cash daddies. And via the power Zoom, Howie Dewey. Yes, what's going on, Sam? Great week, great week in Ohio. Yeah, we uh, had a great time. A lot of Cash Daddy uh, fans came out. Uh, Howie was selling some Cash Daddy shirts. I put on the awesome uh, Three Stooges shirt, and he sold out. So uh, glad yeah. everybody came and supported us, supported Howie, supported me. Thank you guys very much. Let's let's get into it here. What happened on Patreon? Everybody killing it, dude, or what? It was wild, Sam, because, you know, I, I've been looking at about five different stocks, and I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, John Deere just dropped, dropped about 6%. Uh, it's a great company, um, and, and it's doing well in, in this market, which has been going down. So I came up with some calls. The Patreon members, a lot of them jumped on it. Uh, a day went by, and it got weird because it started going up a little bit, Sam, I got on the plane and I landed in Columbus, Ohio. I get off the plane and the first person I see, I literally almost ran into this lady with a John Deere jacket on. Damn. Uh, I couldn't fucking believe it. The universe. And, And not only that, I look and the options up like 30%. And so I fired off on the Patreon. Guys were like, what should we do? I'm like, bank the fatty, sell it, put it in your pocket. Let's run. Uh, so we did that. We turned around, we bought some RNA at 1250. It finished today at 1360. We get a pop tomorrow. We're out. We'll be making another play, but God, Patreon members, man, we're on a roll. I love you guys, man. These guys bring great energy. Um, and it's fun. We're having fun. For twenty dollars, you get how you become a Howie's homie, and you get Howie is constantly jumping on there, giving his advice, giving his. Tell him what basically you do, Howie. Basically, what I do is I'm telling you guys exactly what I do. You know, I've been doing this for decades. Uh, I, I've been, you know, looking at fundamental analysis, technical analysis. I try to put them both together. I try to find a stock that's been beaten up, but it's a good solid stock. Uh, it has room for growth. And that's what I try to buy. I try to buy, you know, on down days where we're getting crushed and people are upset, their portfolios are down. That's when I like to jump in, man. Um, You're a I mucker, bro. When I make a play, I tell you guys exactly when I'm doing it. I'm telling you when to sell. So it's it's fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Mucker's going to muck it up. Johnny, are you on the Patreon yet? Have you? Oh, oh yeah. I'm have you there. been listening? To, are there. you a Howie's homie? Yeah, I mean, I have the password, so yeah, I'm in. Twenty there. bucks, <laughs> you get you support the cause, bro. You support the cause. Twenty bucks, you get Howie's homies. Five dollars, you get touch. I think you left your credit card on the Punch Drunk uh, Patreon, so I'll be sure to sign up. For hey, that. dude. <laughs> rude, rude. Um, 
Howie, you should do a little victory lap. It looks like. Yeah. Tess, uh, it looks like uh, Elon Musk might not be buying Twitter after all. Mm. Looked like a um, sealed deal, and now it doesn't look good. What are your thoughts? I mean, isn't that wild? I like, and the fact this guy's such a just a narcissistic dick to come out and and threaten. He threatened the Tesla board. Hey, uh, if you keep this shit up, and 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 I don't know how many fake accounts are on there. I'm not buying your company. It's like, look, man, we knew from the get-go you couldn't afford it. It's 54 bucks a share. You couldn't afford it. The day he said he was going to buy it, it started dropping. Now it's down to 40. It doesn't look like he's going to buy this. I think he's going to have to walk away and pay that billion-dollar breakup fee. Um, I don't see it happening, Sam. I mean, they just had to pay a giant fine, right? Twitter got fined for deceiving their investors or something. I think it was like a huge number too, like $150 million fine. 150, yeah. 150 over. Damn. It's from NPR over accusations. It improperly sold user data is what they're saying here. I mean, it's so interesting because, you know, we know that nothing's for free in life. Nothing. There's nothing for free. Yeah, and if it is free, you're the product. Yeah, 100%. 100 percent howie what are your thoughts on this economy you know you and i again just on the road uh these comedy clubs are saying like it's hard to get people out we were talking to one comedy club out there they're like we can't get any comics from la to come out because the flights are a thousand dollars and then i had somebody just tell me last night that like it's mostly california like Flying in and out of California is super expensive. Once you get, oh, one- dude, I have I have a friend who works as a uh, flight attendant, and she was telling me that her airline just doesn't fly to L.A. anymore, uh, to California anymore, because it's so expensive, especially L.A. Unbelievable, yeah. dude! They just stopped the route. Think about that's such a. I mean, that's a heavy traffic route too, and they're just like, no, can't, yeah, can't, do can't it. afford hey, it. It's not just L.A. Listen, man, Atlanta, flying out of Atlanta to New York, everything is insanely priced right now. Um, and it's across the board. But, no, you know, Sam brings up a good point. When Thank you want to really – when you want to see the state of the economy, just get out and walk around. Go to a shopping mall. Go walk around a movie theater. Uh, when you go to a, a comedy club and they're usually 80% to 100% capacity filled – and all of a sudden, the owner says, yeah, the last 20 shows were 50 to 60%. Not my filled. show, Pack. Thank you. Go on. Oh, yeah. By the way, those fans were unbelievable. Uh, we had great crowds. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, you know, that's discretionary income. People don't have discretionary income right now. They're saving to put every penny they have into their gas tank. Why would they come to a show and blow 100 bucks where that's going to go in their gas tank for the next week? Yeah. So... I, I'll tell you what, I'll say it right now. I do think we possibly could go into a recession. I think the next year, year and a half is going to be tough. Uh, now, does that mean we can't make money in the stock market? Hell no. We just have to be extremely selective. We have to buy things when they're down. And when they jump up 10, 15, 20%, we need to get the hell out and look for the next one. So it's going to be tough. You got to strap in. We got to be tough over the next year. Yeah, I mean, there was a big article that came out about OnlyFans models are seeing 25, 30, almost 50% of their times. Hard times. What are they? They're going to have to step their game up, right? That's what they're going to have to either find, go back to their old jobs of nursing, or they're going to have to get filthier. Like, you got to go, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. This is what you've been saving the ass for. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100 percent you know how bad you know how bad the economy has to be when it starts affecting uh Sex the amount workers. of times a dude jerks off during a day that's you know that's unbelievable well i Think mean like that. some of these girls want insane like if you're if you're the girl on OnlyFans who's just basically asking people to pay you for an instagram you're done stick a fork in ya. Mm-hmm. You're just, it's either pig or go home, bro. That's pretty much how it goes on that one. Uh, anything else you're interested in, Howie, that happened last week? Anything interesting? I know you killed it on John Deere. Anything else? I mean, we're looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's another thing. You know, a year and if you start listening to this show and the first things that I started pushing were OIH, which is big oil. 
and XLE, which is all energy. Those two things hit all time highs today. Uh, I had numerous DMs last week saying, Howie, uh, OIH is at 300. Do I sell it here? I bought it at 150. XLE is at 85. I bought it at 35. Should I sell? And I explained explain how to put in a stop loss, a good till cancel stop loss, which lasts three, four months, and then you can revisit. But these guys didn't sell. They stuck in, and they're up another 7 8% this week. So, Jesus. you know, on one hand, when you see oil and energy going up, you know, it, it's not a good thing because that's hitting your home. 100%. Your automobiles. But if you got money invested in those things, you know, it kind of offsets it. You're making money. So we kind of got to find, we got to be Is it too late to get in the oil? I wouldn't jump in right now. Oh, no, it's, it's at an God all-time high. It, Could it go higher? I am looking at, I am looking at Exxon and a couple other companies and may possibly buy some short-term calls uh, because some of these are still breaking out. They probably got another 15, 20% to go. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump in as far as like a long-term hold right now, no. Okay. Okay. I think it's interesting. I think that's a great play. So, uh, man, I, uh, we're very excited to have this next guest on. Uh, his, his website is sterlingstockpicker.com. And uh, it's a really great interview. So please enjoy our interview with Jaden Sterling. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch brand that broke all the rules. With fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs, Movement grew into one of the fastest growing watch brands, shipping to more than 160 countries across the globe. Now Movement has expanded into blue light glasses, sleek jewelry, and more style essentials that don't break the bank, all designed out of their California headquarters. And you guys are the first to know that Movement is having a huge site-wide sale for Father's Day. Their prices have been slashed up to 40% from May 31st to June 17th to make sure that you get the perfect gift for dad from classic dress watches to adventure watches to summer-ready boating sunglasses. Here at Cash Daddies, we love movement because of their quality, modern watches, and their fair prices. They create super durable sunglasses that are UV rated and have polarized lenses in timeless styles. And like we said, you're the first to learn that movement is going all out for Father's Day. There's no better gift than a classic watch or sunglasses, all on sale for the big day. Shop up to 40% off for Father's Day and save big on the perfect gift for dad. Join the movement by going to mvmt.com slash cash now and enjoy up to 40% off. Again, that's mvmt.com slash cash. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, this next guest is a, uh, I've talked to him before. I consider him a friend. Uh, him and I align a lot on a lot of uh, uh, views across the spectrum. So I'm very excited to get him on to uh, uh, here on Cash Daddies. Uh, he is a he sponsored a couple of my shows, and he, you've heard his 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 his. Uh, we've we've read his sponsorship on this show. I'm very excited to have him on. Please welcome Jaded Sterling. How are you, brother? I'm well, my brother. How are you? I'm very excited to have you on. I'm glad we could finally made it, and it all uh, all came together perfectly at the right time. So thanks for joining us. Um, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where they can find you and, and what you got going on? Yeah, happy to. So my background's in finance. I worked on Wall Street for two major firms, Merrill Lynch and Citigroup, in my 20s and realized during the course of my career that the industry is actually built to make money off of people, not for people. And when I had that epiphany, I left the industry, got out of the business. And ever since then, I've been fully committed to teaching people how to get out of the financial matrix that's set up for us now and be on your own, like work with money, let money actually work for you rather than you working so hard for it. Yeah. Jaden, I have a question. You, you're saying that, and, and I also worked on wall street, uh, 
90s and 2000s got to taste two beautiful bear markets. Uh, when you say, you know, Wall Street is working against us and you're trying to get it to work for us, I kind of think I know where you're going with this. Um, give me your perspective. How do you think Wall Street or a lot of these major firms uh, are working against the little or the medium guy? Yeah, great question. So there's a couple of ways they do it. They hide it in the myth of diversification. They tell people you have to be diversified in order to make money or reduce risk. That is not the way to get wealthy. The only way to get wealthy is a focused, concentrated portfolio. And you know how if you're in the industry, you might remember they used the term velocity and velocity tracks the turnover of a client's portfolio within a brokerage <laughs> firm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. mind blowing when you realize that that they're just figuring out how much money they're making off the client and very little regard for the client. So it was, it was, you know, as a young person, I was in my twenties back then, it was kind of a shocking thing. But when I started to ask my really wealthy clients, Hey, I'd ask all of them, how did you get this wealth? What did you do to create this kind of wealth? And I saw something very consistent with all them, they had individual stocks, like a handful of companies, right? Not a hundred or 150 stocks and mutual funds and packaged products, all that garbage. They had great companies, John Deere, IBM back in the day, you know, all these phenomenal companies and they just kept pouring their money into them and growing their portfolio. So it's our our Patreon uh, members made 20 to 30% on a John Deere call last Wednesday while I was going to see Sam. Um, but I think I, we used to call it what you're talking about. We used to call YTB and that's called yield to broker. You got it. And that was the only important thing. I mean, I worked for a, a very large for, firm, um, MS, uh, Merrill's rival. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was the same thing. It was like, look, you know, these sectors are beaten up. I think we should get into them and buy them. And all of a sudden you got experts saying, well, why don't you look at these preferred stocks? Because if you put them into this, uh, you get a 4% nut on it. And I mean, I don't give a shit. That's reality. They didn't really give a shit about the individual family, individual investor. It's more about how much can we make? Exactly right. They sold that client stock out of their black port. You know, every every big major brokerage firm has a black portfolio, and that's where they want to get rid of shares that are underperforming on their asset base. So it's, I mean, it's once you bring all this to light, you just go, holy crap, you know, what can I do to actually make money in a market that's set up to work against me? But you probably know this as well as I do. The great news is the market is rigged to go up. So, you know, 85% of the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then you just figure out if that's the case, you're actually, when you figure out the game that you're in, you can play it well and really make money with it. You know, I'm, I'm leaning into buying shares of companies that are on sale now that are part of the technocracy that's rolling out here. You know, why not look at companies that are behind this whole new, a new world order that they got rolling through for us and, yeah. and start making some money on that. I like because that. Because they crushed. Technology I like that. has absolutely gotten crushed. Um, and, and I think I'm it's a, interesting real quick, because before we get into the specifics of, of which uh, stocks you're liking or why you like them, I really want to get into something that you mentioned here, which is in the notes, which is financial clairvoyance and right so i butchered that last name because i just super tightened up on that but something that i think howie's been very good at uh doing and he's been doing it at at the beginning of this kind of this new patron that we started is his ability to see kind of how markets are going to play out and you know i mean nobody bats a thousand but he's done very well and uh some people some people have that view some people don't uh why why do you think you have that well it's a great question i i've always blended spiritual and financial in my entire life where most people keep them in opposite camps and it's helped me so much financially to be able to 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 
into it, feel into an investment before I even looked at the financials. So I would go with my gut feeling. You know, we all have had gut feelings at certain times in our life where we know something in our bones is absolutely true. And that's what I'm referring to. It's that kind of knowingness that everyone has the ability. In fact, if I say, if I say to you, Sam, close your, you know, just even with your eyes open and all our listeners visualize your kitchen right now. Everyone can get a picture of their kitchen in their mind, right? Pretty easily. So that is the ability to see inside and all you have to do is hone that ability and turn it in the direction of making money. Ask your subconscious mind, ask your higher self to bring you opportunities that are profitable and they'll come like the John Deere calls last Wednesday. Something happened for Howie that he, he had that knowing and it's like, yeah, you got to act on it. I totally have a feel. I know that Howie's probably has a different process, but I, I feel the same way about a lot of that. I mean, for me, just in my life, I 100% trust. I, I trust my instincts to get it more right than wrong, way more right than wrong. We talk about it on my other show about how, like, you know, if I was wrong more than I was right, nobody would listen to that show. The fact that I've been, that we've been able to talk about certain subjects and base it a lot of it on research and feel and be more accurate than not is a testament to instinct. So, Holly, what are your thoughts on that? You're not the most spiritual guy in the world, let's say, but. Like, do you have a certain style that allows you to go, okay, I have a feel because I've seen you say, I feel like this thing's going to pop. You need to get yeah. in that right now. What is, what is that? Well, a lot of it. And you know, when you've been doing this for so long, I think I'm probably the one thing I'm probably have the same philosophy as Jaden does is the fact that, uh, I do disagree with diversification. I think it's a crack of shit. I think you have to be extremely selective in in picking certain sectors, certain stocks. I like to find things that good companies that have been beaten up. Uh, maybe that whole sector has been crushed. Like right now, real retail is getting absolutely slammed. But if you look at something like Home Depot versus Target or Abercrombie or Fitch or some other BS company, they have good leadership, good fundamentals. Um, I would rather buy that particular stock than buy a whole ETF of retail stocks. I mean, it just makes sense to me. Um, I see people shopping at Home Depot every single day. Uh, they have solid sales. Um, so I believe in select selectivity. I think it's extremely important, especially now more than ever. Um, that's kind of my philosophy. As far as spirituality, I mean, you just have to have You're faith. You're corrupt. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but, but you have to have faith uh, that, look, uh, like Jaden said, the market is always going to go up as far, you know, in our lifetime, our kids' lifetime. We will have downturns like we are right now, and you can profit in those downturns. I mean, when a company like Tesla is trading nine billion times earnings, why not go out and buy six month puts on it? I mean, it just makes sense to me. I don't know. I've been doing it a long time. I made a ton of mistakes in my twenties, ton of mistakes, you know, in my early thirties, it, it took me years to kind of, and I still haven't figured out, but if you have more wins and losses, you can make money in this. I totally agree. 100%. Any thoughts, Jaden? Yeah, I mean, you know, you and I might, how I might have differing opinions on Tesla. When you look at who's heading up this technocracy, it's it's Elon Musk. So we know that stocks are the way that the elites line each other's pockets and pat each other's back. So he will always be made whole and will always put be put out there as one of the wealthiest people in the world because they want everyone listening to him and his agenda. So I like I like Tesla stock here at 50% off. We got 50% off from the highs and I just I just sell covered calls on my position and that brings an extra juice along the way. That is one of the smartest things. I haven't got into that with the patrons yet, but I'm going to do a whole uh, lesson on writing cover calls because in my opinion, you know, if you look, I follow the Nigerian brothers. I love those guys. Um, 
And, and, and it's basically a hedge where, look, I have guys all the time. We bought XLE, we bought OIH, we bought these energy and oil stocks a year and a half ago. They're up hundred yep. percent. Um, now I have Patreon members like Howie, I bought this thing at 35. It's at 93. Should I sell? No, don't sell. You can put in a trailing stop loss at 15% lower, which I love those because it's a win-win no matter what happens. I love that. Or you can do what Jay just said. You can hedge and it's even better. Right calls so that, hey, if this stock goes from 93 to 105, you know what? You don't own the stock anymore, but guess what? You made a huge profit. If it drops 15%, you keep the premiums, baby. It's a win-win. That's right in cover calls is, is everyone should be doing it. Totally. I, like, I like what you said there, Jaden, about uh, Elon Musk's role amongst the elites and why yes. they won't let him fall that far uh, yeah. because of what he represents. Uh, that's my opinion on crypto right now is that, yeah, we're going through this turbulent thing. But if, if you follow my other show, which is Tim Fall Hat, and you understand that in their in their mind, the big thing they want is one world currency. They want everybody on digital. For it to, and John, I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but, you know, for them to allow it to completely bottom out the way everyone, you see these people on YouTube, uh, you know, this is going to go down to nothing. Uh, I'm like, if they, if they do that, then their entire plans are just done with trying to get everybody into the, this one world crypto. So even though I do think that is an issue down the line with the blockchain and, and all that stuff, right now they're kind of setting precedence with everybody and, and they're trying to grow people's faith in digital currency. So to if they are manipulating it, which I do believe they are, um, they're, they're going to let you get some wins, man, because that's the only way you're going to lean in to digital currency down the line. The, the thing is, though, like Bitcoin can't be too seductive because then people aren't going to want to get out of Bitcoin. Now, right. Bitcoin has a lot of problems. You know, you, you're not liquid when you're in Bitcoin. It takes forever to transfer. You can't buy. Originally, remember, they thought people were going to be buying things because the blockchain used to be so much faster. But now it's just bogged down. It takes forever to make a transaction. But... <clears throat> So that's going to be a feature of whatever cryptocurrency comes along. It's going to be super easy to use. Yep. I think it, there's going to, they're going to have to come out with some platform that makes it so that when the average person accidentally or can't, so they can't do this, sends it to the wrong address, they don't lose their money. To me, that's like the next big jump. They're right, going to have to, right. going to, have to be but, some kind of platform but, where that doesn't happen. And I think, I think, Sam, that once they come out with that, then, yeah, it's all bets are off on every other cryptocurrency you know once they come out with the one true coin but but, but before then but yeah, they you have to grow money. people's faith in digital currency yeah. so if everyone loses every one of their dollars i i mean going back to what Jaden said in terms of understanding positions and roles and what what these people represent or what these things represent for me it would be really dumb and they they have done done stuff but it would be really set their whole agenda back so far if they destroyed the complete and utter credibility of digital currency. Jaden, yeah. your thoughts? 100%. Not only would it set it back, it, it, would, it, it would allow people to push back on the system and they want everyone leaning into it. So I, I agree, Sam. I think they're, they're going to set this up so there's wins to be had. Look, they did it with, um, with the um, cannabis companies up here in Canada. You know, when that thing, when that thing launched and it, they, they um, took it from, you know, so it's legal to, to buy recreational cannabis and medicinal up here in Canada, it was supposed to be a several billion dollar industry. There was so much hype around it and that just crashed and burned. But what it did was it separated investors from their money. And that is, um, that's a big part of the agenda right now is separating. I mean, we see it with inflation, gas prices. It's all an agenda going forward that unfortunately is virtually eliminating the middle class. I, I like that. And I think, I think people and how we may not uh, subscribe to that um, type of uh, thinking, but oh, we I have, yeah, yeah, okay, good. Because there is this predator class that's trying to, I mean, like the, the uh, you know, Bill Burr, I love Bill Burr. He's had a, 
he's he's I, I I'm making crazy statements here when I say how much I love Bill Burr, but you know he he had a really good reaction to that Wolf of Wall Street movie about how these guys were trying to be gangsters. You know, and they were just jacking people for cash. And the, everyone yeah. celebrated Matthew McConaughey's character when he's like, our gods get their money from that. I'm like, why are we celebrating this? This seems like real scumbag shit to me. No, they were criminals. They were just plain out criminals. They were selling companies that didn't exist. So basically, there's no difference in going into a person's house and putting a gun to their head and saying, give me your cash and your jewelry. That's exactly what those guys were doing. They were just manipulating older people that didn't know what the hell they were doing and robbing them. It's that simple. Hey, everybody. We know that Sam is always thinking about his twin daughters and how he would want them to be well taken care of in the event of his demise. On that note, it makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones you love? And if you're asking yourself this question, choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, just answer a few questions about your health in an application. You just need a few minutes and a phone or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. No hidden fees, cancel any time, Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long, proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A-plus by AM Best. Ladder's customers rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and they've made Forbes' Best Life Insurance 2021 list. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now's the time to cross it off your list. So go to ladderlife.com slash cash today to see if you are instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash cash, ladderlife.com slash cash. You know, how when Howie and I started the show... Uh, we were like, we want to do a show because I want I, a lot of my podcasts are about me wanting to learn about certain things. And, you know, Howie was telling me all this stock stuff. And I'm just like, I don't even know what you're saying. It's like Chinese to me. So I'm like, okay, maybe this would be a great show to start. And so that we can, I can learn, but along the lines, people who listen to my other podcasts might want to tune in and listen to the show, learn how to do some investing and all that stuff. And so, so here we are. And, you know, so my whole thing is like, where do you think we should start? Where do you think someone should start when it comes to just dipping their toes into investing? Like we, we have had OnlyFans people on here and you can say whatever you want about them, but they have cash coming in and we're like, you have this beautiful short window to really max maximize your stuff, invest that money properly. So for someone who's brand new, like, hey, I'm going to tune in and see what, you know, what Cash Days is like. Okay, where do we start, Jaden? I think you start with buying some of the very best companies in America that are on sale right now. Uh, the beautiful thing is now we have fractional shares that investors can buy. So if someone opens up an account, you know, any type of online trading account in the States, it's free. TD Ameritrade doesn't cost you a thing to buy and sell. You can buy fractional shares. You don't have to pay full, you know, it's like Bitcoin, right? You can buy a little bit of a share. And that's, that is what is continuing to drive this market. Not only that, but it's one of the best investments in town is to start buying stocks. It's real estate's bloated, overinflated. Um, interest rates are low still. They're, they're starting to creep back up. But to lock it in, you can't lock in money here. And, and, and bonds, forget it. My tagline is friends don't let friends buy bonds. I think they're one of the worst, worst investments other than from the issuer who's issued that bond. It's great for them. They get your money, they get to use it, and they get to pay you very little. And you lose money, guaranteed to lose it as you're holding that bond because not only are you taxed, but you're not even keeping up with inflation. So the, the game is in equities, the stock market. Um, someone can start with as little as 100 bucks you know, a hundred bucks a month, start buying a, sh a share of stock or a fractional share, and then just keep with it. What you, and I'm with Howie, you know, we started out saying, keep, keep focused, buy a handful of companies. 
And over time, you're going to build wealth if you just let it ride, let it run. Don't take the money out. Be disciplined to keep it in there because that's a big part of uh, building wealth, too, is the discipline to not touch it. And then over time, you're going to be happily surprised. And I always tell people, I tell them exactly what you just said. Uh, The only difference is if you're a young person or if you're a business owner, buy those individual stocks within your IRA. Uh, start a SEP IRA, step yep. or start a Roth, because these things, they grow tax deferred, man. And there's no other investment vehicle out there for the little guy. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're there for. They're for little guys so that when they're 65 years old, they don't have to rely on a, a pension or a 403B or a 401k. They did this shit on their own. And, and, and I agree. You buy individual stocks, you buy ETFs, uh, a lot of people that work full time that don't, that can't trade, if they want to buy mutual funds within that IRA, I'm not a huge fan. I don't like the the, the fees involved. I don't like the lack of management. Um, but there are funds that have gotten 8%, 9%, 10% over the past 20, 25 years. It's better than nothing. I mean, if you're a guy that works 15 hours a day and you have a SEP IRA, you're tossing 60 grand a year in. Um, it's better than nothing, but no, you're right, man. I mean, individual, individual stocks is the way to go. It made me laugh how I don't know if you saw this, but, um, Morningstar did, uh, interviewed a bunch of portfolio fund managers and they asked all of them, what percent of you invest in your mutual fund? And you know what? It was 1.2%. <laughs> and then they asked the question, why, why is it that none of you buy shares of your own funds? You know what their answer was? we can get a better return elsewhere. Well, you just nailed it. And how about you go to a bank, you go to a bank, you get a mortgage on your house and the bank, I don't know, gets you four or four and a half, five percent. You go buy a used car, you get it financed through a bank, four and a half, five, six percent. You, you give, basically they give you the money to buy that particular vehicle, whether it's a home, uh, a car, whatever. You know what they do with that money? They buy Coca-Cola. They buy Philip Morris. They buy individual stocks in in 100,000 share blocks, man. That's how they make the spread. They're making 12, 15% with the traders. These are large retail banks. and, And then they lend it out to you. That's how they make the spread, man. It's ridiculous. 100% right. And, and your home is an asset on their balance sheet. It's your liability that you're going to keep paying for because, you know, I mean, we can go down. It's a deep rabbit hole with mortgages in the U.S., all front end loaded with interest payments for the first seven years. You don't even have a shot at shipping away at your principal. Yeah. And a little bit better up here in Canada, a little more judicial around that process. Wow, which I, don't I didn't even know that. Damn, yeah. cold. Oh, yeah. Water. You know, I love when people say, yeah, we just bought a house. No, you didn't. No. You, you didn't buy that house for another 15 years, though. Oh, it's, my God. I didn't even for know seven, that. seven, eight years, you're just paying interest. Yeah, 100%. Wow, dude. Did you know so, that, Johnny? That's mind-blowing, no, no, no. dude. So, so uh, real quick before, because I really want to get into your uh, software, but... Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, again, I come from a, a, a conspiracy podcast point of view and, you know, and how he doesn't, how he's, how he is less likely to be worried about the spiritual, uh, you know, ramifications of a company compared to me. I'm not, we've had our uh, heated discussions, uh, loving heating dis- heated discussions on uh, whether we should uh, invest in things like Pfizer and and stuff like that. Now, full disclosure, I think from an investing point of view, Howie's 100% right. Now, I, from a spiritual point of view, it's not really my thing. But then again, I'm not the greatest investor in the world. So uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jaden? Man, it's tricky. You got to reconcile within yourself, don't you? It's really tricky. But, you know, when we break down the word prosperity, the Latin derivative of that word is prospere, which means for spirit. So we're honoring our spirit when we're prosperous. And the thing about, you know, we're not here to worry about money in this incarnation. I mean, let's face it, incarnating on earth is a, it's a trip. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we have to, we have to navigate this environment and all the BS that goes with it. And especially during the last few years with this, this COVID pandemic going on. So we have to do our best to navigate this time and, 
And the way we can do it is I've always said this, the best revenge is a good life. And money happens to be the vehicle right now that allows us to live a good life. So I'm, I'm full in on buying company. I, I stayed away from the Pfizer and Moderna and all those companies that did the drugs. But, you know, when you look at Apple, you know, it's tracking and tracing us on our phones. I mean, we pay to be tracked and traced, um, buying shares of that Tesla, some of the companies that are really complicit in this entire pandemic. Uh, you can't go wrong, especially when they're on sale like they are now. Let me ask you a quick question. I mean, we were in the business of, and it was such a double, it was a two-edged sword. Basically, all they told you at Merrill Lynch is, look, we need you to bring in assets, gather assets. Right. So along with gathering assets, the stress comes on you like, gathering assets is great, but if I don't make some trades here, you know, the electric bill goes off. So ethically, that was my big problem. It was like, guys, man, you want me to bring in assets, but if I move over a million and a half dollar account and this person doesn't want to do anything, wants to keep in the same stuff for the most part, how am I going to pay bills? Right. You know, and you find yourself having to make a trade when you probably don't need to make a trade. With that being said, during your career, what was what was the craziest thing that ever happened? Give me one wild story of when you were a broker. I mean, I, you know, at the end of my career with Citigroup, I was the regional vice president for asset management. So I worked directly with the portfolio managers, managers out of New York, and I'd fly back to Southern California, and I, I, I was paid to push our mutual funds. And our brokers were incentivized. Now, here's the, here's the real thing you got to know, and all of your listeners, our brokers were... That's right. We're we're overly incentivized to sell our proprietary funds. They wanted our funds sold, not the ex, the not the outside funds. Right. So you know we would have like Opus One flowing at lunch. You know, ten thousand dollar lunches hosting these brokers for lunch. Spa goes in Beverly Hills is one that I remember. I remember wow. well because that was my territory. And and so we just wined and dined these brokers and they sold our funds. It's how we moved. When I started my territory, they were doing 100 million. Two years later, we did 300 million in sales. It's how I was able to get out of the business. But that opened my eyes to this business is so um, not totally crooked through and through. Yeah, I felt the insurance was even worse. Like we had relationships with, you know, Hartford and, and you know, there's 10 different annuities. But you know what? If you use this one, uh, we'll give you a free trip to Hilton Head uh, next month. So it's like, well, fuck, I'm using that one. You know? but, but I'll tell you a quick story. The craziest thing that happened to me is I brought my brother into the company and we were going to an appointment and it was a two and a half million dollar account. Husband and wife, guy retired, not that old. And my brother had been out the night before uh, late and he, he, on the way over to the house, beautiful house in Hilton head. He's like, dude, I ate too many chicken wings last night. I think I had like 30 beers. He goes, I don't, he goes, he goes, let's try to close this in quickly. We go into the dinner table and we're sitting around and the guy's putting out his statements and, and I'm telling them why he needs to move the account over. And during the middle of this, I get out the, the uh, transfer form. My brother goes, guys, do you, uh, do you happen to have a bathroom around here? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and the wife says, yeah, it's like 10 feet down to the right. And I'm talking to this husband and wife. And all of a sudden, you just hear, <clears throat> like, he just <laughs> blows one out, like, so loud. And I'm sitting there eye to eye with this husband and my brother's just fucking blowing up his bathroom and with a two million dollar two and a half million dollar account on the line and my face is red i'm like guys i apologize he's got this uh crohn's disease i just made <laughs> like he's got crohn's it's an emergency situation and the and the wife was almost crying she's like She's like, honey, just sign the papers. Sign the papers. <laughs> These guys sign those here. fucking papers so fast. That's high pressure sales tactics right <laughs> yeah. there. Wow. Dude, I was out the door. I was out the door. My brother came out and he goes, Woo! Oh, he goes, I'm sorry, guys, oh. but you don't want to go in there for a while. Oh man, the worst. <laughs> out, we had we ended up closing the account, but I was just like, Holy shit, dude. You almost killed me. Um, so we're in this, we're in this crazy economy right now. What's your thoughts? 
Jaden? I think I think um, uh, gold and silver is a good investment right now. I think um, it's been super suppressed. Uh, and I'm talking coins. I'm not talking packaged products, ETFs, or mutual funds. I'm talking physical gold and silver coins. If you can get them, the mint is all backed up. So you got to put your order in. But at some point, they're going to mark to market those coins. And gold might end up being $40,000 an ounce instead of Damn, two. Damn, dude. My kids yeah. are going to be set, dude. They're yeah. going to be set. They're going to be set, man. I'm Absolutely. And Could keep be. the coins at your house. Don't put them in a safety deposit box. Keep them at your home in a safe that's preferably bolted to the house uh, or concreted in. Oh. Don't you agree for that to happen? Like the 10 year yield would probably have to get up to three and a half percent. I mean, we have to have interest rates go up quite a bit more for gold to. Yeah, and they uh, will. But there's one other thing that has to happen, and that is a change in the currency. And the dollar is on its last leg. I mean, let's face it, it's lost 94 percent of its purchasing purchasing power. It's they're they keep propping it up and propping it up. And historically, in the last 500 years, when they've reset the currency, it's been set to the gold standard. And when they reset a currency, they have to market to market. They have to fairly price that commodity instead of suppressing it like they have been. So I gold, agree. gold coins to pay your home off, to pay your property taxes. If you want to get out of this, and I'm talking about getting out of the system, the system is broken and it sucks. So if we get out of the system, this is how you do it. And silver coins, because you might end up, you know, I mean, they're the they're the most widely traded currency in the world, gold and silver. So you could end up, you know, paying your your annual property taxes with silver coins and or food from your local. What about farm. what about guns? That too, big investment. Got uh, absolutely fully stocked in that. We call them carrots, and then there's of course carrot seeds. That uh, key to buy those because those could very well end up being a great bartering item going forward. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, last question before we get into your uh, software. Um, your thoughts on the end of the uh, American Empire? Uh, everyone keeps talking about it. Uh, I I don't see it as necessarily a bad thing. I I tend to think of it as the end of imperialism as we know it, um, yeah. which I think is great. Stop spending these money on these wars and these uh, sending our sons and daughters to die for bankers. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be some good things that come out of this. Um, but frankly, the way they're going about it, very, uh, they've covered all the bases. This is a big, this is a big chess game to them. They know the next moves that they're making, um, oil, like, let's look at that where it is today, same price back in the seventies, yet gas was a dollar 79 a gallon versus where it is today up here in Canada. We're looking at seven to eight bucks a gallon. It's traded in lead, you know, we buy it in leaders up here and it just keeps going up exponentially. What does everyone do? Most, for the most part, we're, we drive, right? All our goods are delivered to us through trucks, it's, it's the trucking insanity. industry. You guys have so, so much oil. You have so much so oil. Much. I know. And you're but like, oh man, the, the price. States. Yeah it goes down to the States for it to be refined and it comes back up to us and we pay more than you do. It's maddening. It's absolutely maddening, but it's also intentional because they want to bring down this economy. Look, if you look at the price of gas um, in May and June of before every summer, it always goes up. They want to, you know, they make as much as they can off petrol throughout the summertime because they know that's when people are traveling. Now, though, people are going to be wondering, they're going to be second guessing whether they can drive to work. And when we start to see that and GDP starts to drop, interest rates go up, inflation is running rampant. We are in for uh, a really tough situation. Possible stagflation, which is the True. worst that could happen. That's right. That's no. that's ex very good point. Very good point. That's exactly right. And, I mean, inflation happens. Oof. All they're talking about on the news is crash, 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 which starts to become some self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, we see, you know, I mean, Howie and I just did the road, and they're like, dude, people aren't coming out like they used to. You're seeing people talking about it all the time. Even big name comics are starting to feel 
Like if you're a big name comic and you're charging 150 bucks, $200 a ticket, good luck on that, bro. Good luck on right. that. It's uh, called lack of discretionary income. And I mean, if you look at the, the one sector that's getting crushed right now is discretionary. Only fans. Discretionary stocks. There you go. Only fans. Yeah. <laughs> guys, that, guys that used to like to snap off five times a day. Now it's down to two. <laughs> um, let's get into your wonderful software. Tell us a little bit about Sterling Stock Picker. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, we created software. I said to my team, I said, if we can create software for a novice investor to find winning stocks in two clicks, we'd be on to something. And it's exactly what we did. So we, back in 2018, got together with a couple of buddies of mine, put together um, custom built software. It took us three and a half years to get it off the ground. Now we buy and sell, we, we issue buy recommendations for companies and sell recommendations. We got smart and added that uh, last year. And basically it tracks certain fundamentals, financials and technical indicators for people. And we show it very simply through what we call a North Star ranking. It gives ranks. Uh, we, we look at a database of 60,000 stocks, but we only show 16,000 because there's so many companies that aren't even worth investment dollars. So we put out the very best companies for people to consider buying based on their risk tolerance. And through the software, they can figure that out and even build a portfolio within the software. So it's, it's, it's tight. It's super utilitarian. They can um, connect in with our community of investors. They know what people are buying and selling. Just, yeah, we just made a very, a very complex subject and simplified it in the easiest way that we could for investors. So they wouldn't get overwhelmed and they'd start investing their own money. That's awesome. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. I think it's great. I, you know, again, a whole point of this show is to be the, the training wheels, the, the shallow end of the, the investment pool. So novice can get in and kind of work their way to the deeper areas. And it sounds like Sterling Stock Picker is the perfect way. If someone is brand new, man, someone's brand new to stock. I mean, like we have a lot of female listeners and I, I mean, outside Kathy Wood, I don't hear too much. Uh, I know there's a lot of TikTok uh, influencers who are females, but in terms of just hearing uh, from our fans, uh, whether they're, you know, if they're investing or not, we very rarely hear from women. And I think that is the biggest difference when you really get into generational wealth is like who is investing, who is not women, ethnics. You don't see it as much uh, in, in certain cultures. I hate to say it. Everyone can get mad at me, but I'm just being honest based on the interaction I have on our on our, our on our cash daddy stuff it's like this is the way you change your family's fortune is by making your money your hard-working money work for you we are getting more females joining the patreon we had a couple join yesterday what are we up to three that, and that's awesome i think we're up to three to five okay three to five. Um, and you know what's interesting with our software 75 percent of our users are women and let me tell you wow that's incredible women, Man, women investors are so much better than their male counterparts because they use that intuition that I was talking about. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Howie. But I will say this, that women have less ego than men. Like That's if right. you talk to yeah. uh, boxers and martial arts trainers, they'll tell you women are way easier to train than men because men yeah. have an ego that, you know, they don't want to get put in positions where they got to tap or they get hit hard. And like women are just like, okay, what do I got to do to get this done? And I'm sure that applies to investing as well that where they let bring it may you know emotions can be uh go both ways when it comes to investing um but i do believe that if you have less ego and you're willing to listen yep. to those around you who are more experienced and what they understand i think you'll have more success it makes it easier to yeah. cut your losses right if you're not emotional about yes about sam you just nailed it that's that's solid because uh and that just goes with anyone i used to deal with people i'm sure jane did too who worked for a specific company and they had 100% of their 401k invested in their own stock, which made no sense. It's like, dude, your company's not that great. You're, you could lose everything over the next three months. But you know what, man? 
Hell no. Their ego is right. This is my company. I work here. I'm putting it all in. And, you know, if you worked for General Electric in the 2000s when it was at 80 and you had everything invested in GE and all of a sudden it went down to six, your, your ego got fucking stomped on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let me ask you this, Jay, and quick question. You, yeah. You're running your, uh, you know, you have different guys probably that work for you that are better in certain sectors they, they, they're, than others. You, let's say you need somebody to run your large cap technology sector. Do you hire Kathy Wood? Cool. That's a great question. <laughs> I, man, I don't know if you hire Kathy Wood. I, I, it, I wonder if she's controlled opposition. Damn. That's, a, that's you Damn. just said it, baby. Damn. Now that's a conspiracy theory. I could get on board with that one. I could get on board with that one. <laughs> you know, you never know. So as we wrap it up, we got two last questions. One is, um, have uh, what is your? Do you have a pick for the week? Do you want to get any suggestions right here? You don't have to if you don't want to. But if you have a pick where you're like, hey, I'm kind of looking at Buffalo Wild Wings. I really like their uh, their new boneless wings or something like that. <laughs> if you have anything at all. I, I I like Tesla here at seven seventeen. I think I think it's a win. All right, all right, all right. Final question, Jaden. Uh, have you ever seen anyone uh, point shave before? Have you ever seen any point shaving before? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry about that, Jaden. It was an honor to talk to you. Uh, I'm you're Thank such you. a a good guy. You really are a good guy. I say it all the time when we do your reads. Uh, you're a good dude. Uh, our time we've talked on the phone was nothing but pleasure. And I hope that you know people check out your your company and your website and your software because you have you have a lot of uh, positive energy coming out. So I, I you and I align on helping others, abundance, and all that stuff. So thank you for coming on the show, brother. Sam, appreciate it. Howie, thank you. Johnny, thank you. It's been a Good pleasure. Stuff, All right, Jane. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh, great, 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 great interview. Uh, Sterling Stock Pickers, we need to get them a sponsor on this show, uh, but I want him to, I want you all to check it out. Just go to sterlingstockpicker.com slash tinfoil hat and you uh, get the promo, get the uh, get the discount there and uh, check it out. So a uh, great interview. I thought he did great. I Big thought time. it was, uh, I, I, you know, we have these guys come on like Tony Wolf. Sterling stock picker, you know, Jaden Sterling, and they just knock it out of the park, and we definitely need to get them in the rotation. Yeah, we're getting like a roster build up now. We need solid, solid guys. Yeah, dude, I think it's great, and I think the future's bright, and I hope you guys uh, jump on everything. Now, uh, so we're getting our picks of the week, but we have some questions, I've been told. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. A few questions here. I will answer them to my best of my ability. Okay, well, that's all anybody can ask you, Thank Sam. you, okay. thank you, thank you. Uh, this guy, Jim, asks, I live in the Midwest. I got offered 4X what I paid for my house 15 years ago. Could sell and move to the country and buy cheap land and build a house, but I worry about selling a house that I've already paid for. Any reason not to sell? What do you think, Howie? thoughts? I mean, I would get with an accountant and check and see uh, how much or if it's your first house, maybe you won't have capital gains to pay on it. But listen, now's probably a better time than any to sell a house because houses are just at an all time high. They're peaking. Um, the, the, the problem is you got to find a place to live. Yeah. Uh, if you can build a house, though, if you can build a house, hell, lumber prices just dropped a little bit. So uh, if you're making four times, uh, I don't know, man, I think it's you, you got to sit down and, and just it's going to come down to a lifestyle situation. You know, how comfortable, how happy are you going to be uh, selling this house? How much do you love this house? I agree. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, sometimes some people just, uh, their happy place is this home. Um, and if that's the situation, don't sell it. So here's uh, the question, Howie, right? Uh, okay. You can build your own home. All right. That's fine. Uh, if you, if you sell right now, you're kind of, uh, in head of what everybody seems to be is a 
real estate bubble bursting and people are going to try to get out of their houses, which to me means, and correct me if I'm wrong, Howie, there's going to be a flood of housing available. Because people are either going to not be able to afford their mortgages, they're going to be freaking out, they're going to try to get out of these houses. Am I wrong on that? I mean, well, the thing is, I mean, if they're selling these houses, somebody else is moving in. Um, But you're you're just going to get a rotation. So I think eventually what will happen is prices will drop, uh, new construction will increase, and there'll be more of a supply. I, I think that's going to happen probably fairly soon. It's just cyclical. It's like anything else. But right now is a great time to sell your house. You're you're making the ultimate profit. If you have somewhere to move to and you're happy with that and you can yeah. wait till your new house is built, then think about it, man. I mean, how many times can you sell something for four times that you bought it? Which is super interesting. Johnny, next question. Okay, this is from Martin. Uh, Howie, loving the Patreon, and I hear you talking about uh, why after-hours trading is a bad idea. Can you explain uh, why it's a bad idea? Thank you and love. Yeah, I don't like after-hour trading for one reason. The volume is extremely light, and a lot of times you don't get out at the best price. Um especially if you're using a limit order. A lot of times you have a limit order to sell at 52 and you're out at 50 and a half. Uh, I just never have liked selling in the after. I was basically just because there's low volume. Okay. Uh, okay. A good answer. Good answer. All right. Uh, this is Josh Grimes. Can we get a video of Sam shooting his crossbow? Yes, you will. We will. I want to see yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Put some Bin Laden. Remember they used to give you like those rubber band guns with pictures of Bin Laden? Yeah, just yeah. Fight, 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 fight. Those are the best. Uh, this is from uh, Meat King. NVIDIA has been fined recently for misrepresenting how many, GP- how many of their GPU sales were to crypto miners. With GPU mining going away, uh, with GPU mining going away means a large amount of their... Sales are going away. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why buy Nvidia now with them losing a huge portion of their customer base? Yes. How we thought. Um, I wouldn't buy it right now. I think it's going to drop back because it's had a huge run up. It went from, you know, one sixty to one ninety five. Now it's down to one eighty eight. I, I mean, I'm looking at it and it looks like it. You know, if we get a sell off in technology, I think it'll go back to one seventy five ish. So yeah, I wouldn't buy it right now. All right, one more question. Let's get another question. Um, that's it for the that's ones that it. Make, okay, that bang sense here. Clean uh, as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. Okay, uh, Johnny, do you have any picks this week you'd like to get get into? Yeah, you know, I have. Uh, I like Activision Blizzard. I think I think that's a good company, and they Activision have, Blizzard. Yeah, Tell us a, vi- a little a bit video. about that. They make video games. Yeah, you know, that's what I thought. Even I knew that. Like that. And they had. Uh, Q1, you know, year over year was not, didn't look good for them. So that kind of hurt the price a little bit. But if you look at that stock, it's just rock solid uh, most of the time. And I, I feel like they kind of have some built in security there with just because there are so many other businesses that depend on them, uh, like Microsoft, for instance. So uh, yeah, I, I like Activision. Check them out. Nice. Uh, for me, gold and silver again. That's what my bread and butter is. I'm investing in it. I like like I said, I like to buy a chunk, sit on it, pay off. Gold and silver. Yeah, gold like and silver. That, that's not gold. That's not gold at all. It's white that gold is like, and that diamonds. Is, that is Halloween colored. Okay. <laughs> so white that's gold not, and diamonds. I don't know what world that is gold. Okay. Those are diamonds yeah, around the periphery. That, that's copper for third place. There. That's for third place. <laughs> That's copper for well, that's third weird because it says champion right here. Champion, right? Yeah, okay. Just ch- champion. That's what, it's more of a champion. No, no, it says champion. Howie, what, what are your uh, picks of the week? You know, I got one pick of the week, and, you know, we're talking about discretionary income, which is down. People aren't going out as much, but you know what? There's one place that no matter what always kicks ass because it's a fucking Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's a pyramid scam, and that's Dave and Buster's. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> you heard me do the joke a hundred times. You know, I mean, you go to Dave and Buster's and it's always two for one. It's half off. So you're buying a Jack and Coke for six dollars. You drink 10 of them. You're like, holy shit, I got this blind drunk for 60 bucks. <laughs> and you don't remember playing games meant for a 10 year old for the next seven hours. <laughs> and, you're, and your bill seven hundred and fifty dollars. There you is know? something about the video games there that are so much fun, right? 
They're they're yeah, well, you, they're brand new, but they're old school at the same time. That you wake big. up in the morning. Yeah, you wake up in the morning with that glow stick up your ass, and uh-huh. that, that glow stick was like one point three million tickets. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so dumb. It plays. It's it's a money making machine. Dave and Buster's trading at thirty nine right now. They got upgraded today. They came out. Their earnings were solid. Uh, and Hold somehow, on, Dave and Buster's earnings were solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They crushed wow. it. Yeah, they're probably coming out swinging after the wow. pandemic kind of winding down now. They, yes. A lot of people are going to go out. And they're building new restaurants everywhere. They're building a new one in Brooklyn in Atlantic Station. So it is super interesting uh, because when the pandemic came, uh, was over, everybody went out and flooded places. And now with the constant beating down that the economy's going to shit, now people are more hesitant. It's just it's just super e- interesting. And to all you guys out there, I love you so much. And not more, Howie, any more thoughts? I just want to end on something. But no, go I, ahead. I just want to say something to you, man. It's like you're not going crazy. You're not... You're not losing it. You're, you, everything you're feeling right now is 100% warranted, okay? We have had a war on us since six, 2015, okay? This has been a war on us, on, on our psyche, on our spirituality, on our pocketbooks, on our families, on everything, okay? And it's okay. It's okay to feel this. Right? What's not okay? Get lost in drugs, get lost in alcohol, get, uh, you know, fucking, uh, you know, just uh, go crazy on everyone you love around you. That's not good, okay? And also taking your own life. Those are, these are things they want you to do, okay? They want you to live in low frequency. It's okay to feel sadness, depression, and anger. These are okay things, okay? The, there's been a war against you, your mind, and your soul, and your body. And guess what? It's, it can't go on forever. These are their Hail Mary passes, and you're going to get through this, and you just got to brace yourself and ride out the storm. And what comes through the other end is a beautiful time and happiness and everything ebbs and flows, guys. It's it can't it doesn't just go like this, dude. It just uh, that's not the universe. This is a death kill, a death rattle of an old system that is going out, and new systems are being put in. And you're gonna be fucking fine, and you're gonna get through this. And if you listen to the show, if you join Howie's homies and all that stuff, you're taking actions to change you your life, your family's life, and you deserve to be shown love and respect and and shown appreciation for what you're doing. So you're doing okay, okay? Don't worry about it. This is all turn off the news, turn off all that stuff that gets you anxiety, live in the moment, be happy, and you're going to be fine, okay? Good speech, baby. Good speech. All right. We love you very much. Thank you so much. Everything gets back to normal next week, and we will see you soon. Get on that Patreon, guys. We love you very much. Howie, thank you. Johnny, thank you. Uh, We will see you soon. Take care, everybody.